1: Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 113. On this week's episode we discuss the new Pokemon game for mobile that nobody knew was coming. Way to communicate. Plus did you know the Pokemon Bank got an update? Sure did. Also Nintendo released a huge PR piece of data for all of us to go through. We're going to talk about some new games. A new 3DS, some awesome stuff, and more Switch news, as always. Plus this and so many more of your questions. Now, cue the music. All right, folks. Good evening, good day. Good, good afternoon wherever you are. You are tuned in to the absolute correct Nintendo podcast, right? ladies and gentlemen. This is the Nintendo Dad's podcast, and I today am your host Justin Masson. And joined with me are two of the other amazing co-hosts. Uh, first, let's start us off with Jesse Waldack. Jesse, how are you doing today, sir?
2: Uh, pretty good. I hope my computer holds up, unlike the first time we tried this
1: yeah yeah if that take didn't sound as great as great as it should have this is the second time we did it and the first one was killer let me tell you but uh yeah all right speaking of killer and a guy who might die if this podcast goes any more than an hour, Marty Estes the man from the South how are you today?
0: I'm sick
1: you do you you do not look well sir
0: I'm well yeah that's why I, uh I may turn my video off.
1: Sure but, okay, uh, so but here's
0: here's the thing I'm determined to power through for our fans
1: for our you are a good man and let me t- and for those of you that don't know um Jesse and Marty actually just came out of the Google hangout where uh, where they powered through for that as well so you guys are just troopers and speak-
2: speaking Absolutely. of unwell I noticed you wearing a hat now unlike what y- your uh, image in hangouts
1: oh yeah this was this was all <laughs> this was all crazy. I uh, I got home from Kansas City last night, super late. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even night; it was morning, two thirty a.m. local time. Uh, so I'm still recovering. Oh, Justin, time. and and there's this wicked like I have a feeling like a cold is coming on. I'm feeling the pressure in the na- in the nose.
0: That's where I'm, drinking I'm at. Some,
1: some water. Yeah, like it's not feeling good. It's not feeling good. And, and I have been stuck in this thought that this this is like the weekend for me, and it's not. It's not. It's. I got to go back to work tomorrow for two days. And I've been like, you know, when your body's just like not having any of it. And yeah, it's, but I'm back home, which is great. I'm, ex- you know, I loved hanging out with Jesse down in Kansas City for just about 10 days. Great to hang out with you again. We ate lots of barbecue and I felt like I had eaten enough to to <laughs> not eat again for several days. Good Lord. Um, Kansas City Joe's, that's where that's at. Actually, speaking of before I jump in, I want to give a big shout out to our friend. Um, he was... It was Jerry, I believe. Let me just make sure I got that right, because I don't get it wrong. Jerry was a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, yeah, Jerry from Kansas City sent me some messages about where to go, actually, while I was there. I went to an old uh arcade, or a, kind of a 1980s, 1990s pub arcade called, called Up Down, which is tremendous. I went to Tapcade. So, Jerry, thanks so much for giving me kind of things to do while I was in Kansas City. Um... Beyond hanging out with Jesse, which was cool, we got some cheese. I like cheese, uh, and uh, did some barbecuing. So that was uh, that was awesome. But yeah, that thank sounds you.
2: fantastic. I, and, hate and, I miss and, it. And when he is, when he says I got cheese, he's talking about like like canned Frito cheese. Yeah, apparently uh, we can't. Mm-hmm. not available in Canada. I take it the way you uh, wanted to bring some home.
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, hold no, up! Yeah. hold up! You don't have aerosol
2: cheese? No, not aerosol. It's just like. The, uh, it's like a can, you know, like like a can of beans, but it's a can of cheese.
1: Oh, like nacho yeah.
2: cheese? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, in a can. We don't have that here. Well, you probably have Not... it in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get it. You can, you can you get it in Seven Eleven in a bag. My wife loves that stuff, so I asked Jesse to go help me find this cheese, and I brought it back to Canada for her.
0: Oh, uh, so that, that's she, love! She's right there. happy.
1: Yeah, nothing says "I love you" like cheese from the states. <laughs> that will probably kill you in the end. Uh, but yeah, it was a great experience. It was great hanging out there. Uh, always, man, the people people down there are so kind, so nice. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was great. But you know, it's great to be home. Um, yeah, the kids were all excited to have me home today. It's lots of hugs and kisses, and daddy this and daddy that. So it's been uh, it's good to go be home. But uh, definitely feeling a bit tired. It's being a little tired and uh, having family. That's why Zach is not with us today. Well, let's just all be honest, guys. He's just being lazy. Right. Let's just call a spade a spade. I don't know what his problem
0: is. But, uh.
1: but so since it's since it's just the three of us guys and Zach's not here, like this show should be done in, like 15 minutes is the way I assume. Oh. Right. We don't need all of his all of his yatter and chatter. But uh, with that being said, let's jump right into the news. All right. Right on. Awesome. So. Hey, the news is brought to us by an amazing partnership. Marty, do you know who that partner is? I do. It's oneupbox.com. Yeah. No, you actually got our one, our box from One Up Box. Or you got the One Up Box this month. I did, uh, and we've that had going? a lot what of fun with it.
0: We've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, let's see what was in there. There was a a Star Wars Force Awakens Ray plushie. Uh, there was a exclusive um, 16-bit sty- art, uh, sprite-style uh, Rubik's Cube with the Suicide Squad characters on it. There was a Bowser face mask and a notepad that had Darth Vader on it that said, I find your lack of notes disturbing. Nice. And <laughs> a T-shirt with um, Bowser riding BB-8.
1: That is, uh, that is a sweet shirt, by the way.
0: Chasing C three PO, and my son now sleeps in that shirt almost every night. He loves that's, that
1: shirt. That's awesome. So,
0: like, I, you know, I know they're a sponsor for us, but like opening that box, I totally geeked out. Like, mm-hmm. I I had never gotten a One Up box, and I'd watched yeah. some of the videos and was like, but how cool it is to open that up and and like share that, especially if you have kids who yeah. are raising in the. The hollows of geekdom, you know, Sure. Um,
1: the hollows of geekdom. And I, and I just already.
0: noticed, I, I noticed today they, they released their theme for February, which mm, is, what is enemy it? enemy. Ooh. And it, and it's like, a, it's kind of like the suicide squad poster, but all yeah. of the faces are different characters. Like one of them is boo. And one of them is mouth. And one of them is like another skull from another game. I couldn't figure out, Like there's several of them, but it has like one su- exclusive suicide squad. They, they must really like suicide squad over at yeah. one Up Which is cool. It was a fun movie. Mm -hmm. But uh, tell them about how they can subscribe to One Up Box, Justin.
1: Yeah, so if you guys want to get these... and Okay, first let me take a pause here. Go over to our YouTube channel and watch Marty's unboxing. Uh, We're so happy. He made a reference that we're doing some adjustments in uh, kind of Nintendo Dad headquarters where Marty and his family are now getting the boxes. Here's kind of one of the major reasons. To send it to Canada takes like seven additional days, and I almost don't get it till like the next month. Marty got it before we even got the email. It was shipped. So we're able to get that content out to people quicker. So guys, you got to check out Marty's email. I've never seen a kid so excited about a Ray plushie in my life. Or Your a daughter Rubik's Cube. is adorable, Marty. Thank you. And the Rubik's Skew. That was so awesome. That,
0: that's her favorite uh, Star Wars character. Oh, uh, I, I remember that's, a little, little rabbit trail here coming out of Force Awakens, and she's like, I love Ray. I want to be Ray. And I was like, I'm totally sold. Yeah. Totally sold on these two characters.
1: That's who she yeah. was for Halloween. Oh, that's... Yeah, I think I saw those... I think you on Facebook or Twitter. Didn't you about that, too? Yep. Yeah. yeah that is that is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, she totally uh, loves that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys want to get uh, these boxes to send you every single month, head over to OneUpBox.com. But here's a great part. Use the offer code NINTENDODADS. Get money off your first box. It is fantastic stuff. Thank you so much to one for their yes. partnership with us. Man, it is awesome. So, thank you so much. Now, let's jump into the news, guys. Something weird happened this week. Um... Nintendo has been like giving us here's here's the Switch announcement, uh, you know here's a video to watch, here's our follow up Nintendo Direct with Fire Emblem. So we're all kind of like, man, they're like really communicating well. And then this week, out of nowhere, we get a new Pokemon game for mobile. Did you get like anyone want to break down what happened here? I had no clue this was happening.
0: It uh, let's see, first news first broke about it, I guess on on Tuesday. No yep. Monday,
2: it, 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 and, I, I don't even remember. Yeah, pretty much they released a trailer, and and the, and the trailer says
0: available now. Yeah, right. available now with significant server uh, lag and and problems.
1: Right Yeah, very uh, very similar to what we saw for Go. Right for yeah. the servers. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they they do they released it simultaneously both on iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. Uh. But my question to you guys: I've got this game, and I haven't really had a lot of time to fool with it. Uh, just being busy this week and all. Is this a DNA game?
1: I I don't think it's a DNA game. I think it's solely done by by the Pokemon Company, which I, which their contract, as I understand, was different than the DNA contract. Because right. I mean, they're partnered with Nintendo, but 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 I don't I don't believe it's DNA. Okay. Um, yeah. I, 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 now, I have not downloaded it, so I'm, I'm going to lean to you guys, the experts, who have at least gotten it in some So for those of you who don't know, the game's called uh, Pokemon Duel, and you can find this on your, as Marty said, your eShop right now. Guys, the thing that kind of, I was just shook my head about it, is is we know how popular Pokemon Go was, right? Uh, there was such hype for it. How does this game all of a sudden just kind of creep on the App Store and nobody knows about it? Um, it just felt like a weird... A really weird miss. Now, now here is the interesting thing: Pokemon Go is actually done by Niantic, whereas Pokemon Duel is actually done by the Pokemon Company. So those are all right. two different publishers altogether. <laughs> um, are you able to give us kind of Marty a little bit of an update, or or even Jesse? Like, how what what is this game all about? It sounds like it's a strategy board game. Am I right? The, it using is a figures?
0: it's a strategy game using things that look suspiciously like Amiibo or like the old Pokemon Rumble toys. Okay. except not like uh, mechanical or toy-like like those were. Uh, basically, the object of the game is to get one of your Pokemon, uh, one of your six starter Pokemon, to the other side of the board and land on your opponent's flag. And your Pokemon have powers and everything, and you can you know level them up by opening boxes and applying updates. It's very... Very much a mobile game. And and it tells you, though, at the very beginning when you first open it up, I thought this was very interesting. It said, This game can be completed for free. However, <laughs> there are in app purchases.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I'm actually uh, filling these in app purchases right now. They can go up to the, to the maximum in app purchase of about $55. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so 800- it's, jam- it's definitely not what we, the strategy we saw with Mario Run. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of a mix of what we see with Mitomo, even though I don't really even know who's using Mitomo Mi- anymore, uh, other than for coin harvesting uh, and on a minimal basis. So uh, my initial impression of it is that I like it, but it could be just about any game, not a Pokemon game.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Um, I mean, the, the battle mechanic is there, but... Uh, The battle and the battle mechanic does kind of have the rock paper scissors ishness of pokemon where you know like this trumps this and this trumps that and Mm -hmm. But there's also this weird mechanic where if you cordon off a figure like if you block a figure off and it has nowhere to go And one of your figures is in front of it and behind it. It's immediately defeated Hmm. so it's not just about strategy like as far as and all the attacks you don't you don't get to pick your attack It spins a wheel and if it lands on the right thing you know, you, you do the attack really. And there's like a miss and a withdraw and, uh, like bite or water gun or whatever. And you can actually level those, uh, parts of the spinning wheel up and make them larger if you want to. But Interesting. I, I, my initial impression of it is that I, it's, it feels very cheap. Okay. It, it like it feels like it doesn't have the heart of Pokemon behind it.
1: Mm, mm-hmm,
0: like mm-hmm. it it feels like anybody could have made it. It could be like I said, any game you know where you move pieces around a board and you level up your cards. And my fear is that this is what Fire Emblem Heroes is going to
1: feel like. Oh, okay, interesting.
0: So I, I'm going to have to. Of course, we'll know next Friday, right? Mm-hmm. With Fire Emblem. So, but it, it's, it's very much a freemium game. And I mean, the graphics are good. The sound is good. But one other thing that I noticed too, and Jesse, I'll let you chime in here. Maybe on this. I don't know how much of it you've played. The, I the haven't object, even downloaded it. Oh, you haven't even downloaded it. Okay. I so there's daily won't. matches. There's mat daily matches and things that you can do like to complete quests, which give you keys and which lets you unlock boxes and different things like that. Finding a match to play takes like upwards of five minutes. Really Wi-Fi like not even on your mobile data like on on like good Wi-Fi it took me five minutes to find a match that's not good and everything is loading like everything's a loading screen like you tap to start the game it loads it loads data before you start it uh loads and it and and here's here's another interesting thing about too it requires a constant 4g or Wi-Fi connection who's giving Nintendo crap about this?
1: Yeah, no one's busting. Well, well mean, this isn't Nintendo. It's not Nintendo. <laughs> this is a Pokemon company. Okay. Well, who's who?
0: It, it's. I would argue that it's very closely related, and sure. for a lot of people, it doesn't. There's not much similar. There's not much differentiation between the two. I agree. Uh, so, where is the public outcry about this?
2: Because yeah, it, this didn't get 90 million downloads, so
0: mm-hmm. it's Again, not going to, and it's not going to get 90 million downloads. Yeah, right.
2: because the general public either won't care or doesn't even know about this because, again, we said it wasn't widely known. And even after 20—apparently this hit almost 24 hours ago. It was—I sent the text to my kids about 9 o'clock last night, Central Time. Um, And very I have seen very few people talking about it on Twitter, and that's just within— my circles not the general public circles so this no one's talking is right. about this so right seems like this was this uh, launched in Japan in mid-April as and then when they they updated it so we actually got version 3.0 now at which added added english and then put it on the North American I, I, iOS store
0: mm. right
2: so this isn't a new game it's just the new version <laughs> It's new to us, but it's not new
0: by any means. Uh, my my thing about it is this, is if they are expecting a hit like Pokemon Go, they're very sadly mistaken. And this this is not going to be a slow burn title, or uh, it's. I think it's barely going to be a drop in the bucket. But I may be wrong, and it may take off. Like, it may go crazy. But, like, even just in the first couple of you know battles i've played about five or six battles i've won every one of them that i've played um which doesn't do anything really more than giving you keys to unlock a box you you know uh and i've unlocked a few boxes and gotten some extra pokemon i've got like a rare one they give you a pikachu at the very beginning while you're training and that's rare but everything else is common and it just the training is so dull it's so bad uh, cause everything loads, you know, and it's like wave after wave of screens of text. And it's just like, just let me play the game You know, let me try it out.
1: <laughs> hmm. All right. So, so not loving it for right now there, Marty.
0: I'm pro it, it's still on my phone. Yep. I'm probably going to stick with it for another week and just see <laughs> maybe if the servers get a little bit better. Uh, because I do, I actually like the the board game element of it. I'm a big board gamer, so I, I, it's actually kind of grabbed me like that. Like I think the gameplay mechanic is neat. I just think that it didn't have to be a Pokemon game, right? <laughs> you know, and, and and the story is just. I mean, it's a mobile game, so most mobile games don't have a story. But it's like you're you're you suddenly get into this uh, Pokemon figure battle tournament for to win a skyscraper.
1: Oh, okay, that's logical. Yeah.
0: and you you show up, and it's like your rival shows up on the train or the plane or whatever, and he's like, "So how many times have you played Pokemon Figure Battle?" And you are like, "None." And he's like, "And you are entering the tournament?" Oh, and then you beat him your first time. You know, right. it's kind of like, okay, I roll. You know, <laughs> they, we could have we could have <laughs> we could have figured out a, bit, a different way to to introduce this. And all the people have these weird bird masks on. And they're mm. like, everybody on the island wears these bird masks to play Pokemon figure battle. It's an ancient tradition. It's like, you just kind of look like a weird Soul caliber character. That's not good. So, I mean, I would give it like a 5 out of 10. Like, I think if you really like Pokemon, you're you're probably going to stick with it. Like, it's it's going to be big for you, and you're going to – you'll probably play it just because it's Pokemon. You get, you get what I'm saying? Kind of like – Uh, before I've played some transformers games just because they're transformers games and been like, Oh yeah, this is great. You know, and not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I don't think I I really don't see it lasting at all.
1: Well, speaking of things that will probably last and the internet is a little bit more excited about and Pokemon, all wrapped into one. So this is a fantastic segue. Is that the Pokemon Bank finally got the update to allow for Sun and Moon to be brought to it. Now, Jesse, do you have much information on this? Or do you know much about it?
2: Um, I know very little because uh, I have not downloaded it. I've never used it, but my son has. So everything I know okay. uh, pretty much has gone through him. Um, so he was able to, you know, he was able to download it and then started transferring all of his legendaries from uh, the Omega Ruby to or else to over to the uh, his version of Moon or Sun or whatever whichever one he has, and uh, but and I asked him if you know if it does will it does this work with the Virtual Console games that was released mm-hmm. last year, and he hadn't yet tried it, but I then I heard information earlier today, that uh, yes, it uh, does work with mm, the virtual it console does. games, yep. but if you are taking advantage of the pre-existing uh, bugs in that game to acquire a missing no, mm-hmm. don't throw it in the bank. Mm,
0: because you okay. will
2: glitch your account. And okay. I don't know if it's just Pokemon in the bank or Pokemon that ends up in Sun and Moon but basically you'll end up with Pokemon that have the wrong name.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: And so I don't know if this is just a bug that you know, a was in bank that can be fixed later to you know, to watch for it. Mm-hmm. It I don't know if this is a bug that can be undone if you've already been glitched while mm-hmm. updating it unglitch you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But okay. basically, yeah, you know, it'll if you so if if you try to if you import a missing no it'll all bomb out. And also all those uh Mews that you can catch as well, mm-hmm. uh well, the bank will eat. Okay. So pretty so as uh invalid Pokemon.
1: Right. But other than so that everything been, else works fine. Okay. Yeah, so this has been a fairly large update that that Pokemon fans have been wanting to have since Sun and Moon came out. Pokemon, uh, The Pokemon company had talked about earlier that they knew the update was going to come later in the year. So uh, Pokemon actually did did submit an infographic talking about the actual transfer here. Uh, And for those of you who don't know, this is a Pokemon bank. Cost of this thing is $4.99 a year, not $4.99 a month. I've heard some um, complaints about some articles written, but it's $4.99 a year. Uh, And the idea here being is that allows you to have caught... Um, and transferred Pokemon from other games into Sun and Moon. So um, just to kind of reiterate a little bit of what um, Jesse said here, you can transfer them uh, Pokemon from the Nintendo 3DS virtual versions, of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. Um, and uh, from Omega Ruby, uh, Sapphire X and Y can also be brought in as well. So that's pretty fantastic. And right now to celebrate this huge update as well, subscribers um, can actually get a... Munum-Z, the Z-Crystal that, uh, that only Mew can use uh, to celebrate this launch as well. So they are kind of uh, providing people kind of some incentive to do this uh, in, as part of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Now, I'm a person who's just jumped into Pokemon, uh, caught like nothing really uh, when I played Yellow or, sorry, Red uh, for the virtual console a while ago. Should I be picking this up, um, Jesse or, or, or Marty, or do I just kind of like wait the bank yeah the bank i, I asked this question uh, before like like i mean i've caught stuff for pokemon sun and moon so i mean i should be able to deposit those characters into the bank so that in the future i have access to them but like this feels like i don't know do i need this now or do i need to do i need to wait until there's I'd, another pokemon game
2: i'd say you know if you want to move pokemon from one game to another then uh then, you know, I would get it for that. I don't know if I'd use the bank as long-term storage, considering, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know the future of it. You know, mm-hmm. Nintendo could all of a sudden say, Bank's dead! If you had anything in there, sorry, it's gone. Right. So I'd rather, keep, you know, keep them in the games that I have access to, mo- put them in bank just as a temporary measure, and then pull them back down. I know other people do use the bank as a more long-term storage storage. I yeah, don't know how how long that'll work for. Don't know what happens if you don't pay, don't pay the next five dollars. Right. So and, I, and, again, banks another program I've never downloaded, never used, mm-hmm. and because I I have no need. You know, I played my sun and moon. I'm done with it. I'm probably not going to go back to it. There are no needs for me to move Pokemon from my Y to my Sun. Because I'm not going to play it anymore. So I'll just leave them right. there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, the the infograph also mentions it's cancelled to 3,000 Pokemon. Now, just so I'm understanding this right, so if I have like a, if I've leveled up a Pokemon and I move it in the bank, so, or say maybe I leveled up something in, in Pokemon X, I move it to the bank and then I have access to it in Pokemon Sun and Moon, correct? And is it at that level that it was at? Should be. Should be. Eh? Okay. Yeah, so, so very cool. Thing, so
2: things like, um, like, Because I don't think there's anything new with what a Pokemon can can and can't do between Gen 6 and Gen 7. But, you know, obviously, the Gen 1 games, they didn't have abilities or attributes or anything like that like they do now. So as they get imported in, I think they'll just get randomly added. But other than that, if, if you go from Y to Sun, the Pokemon should look the same both ways. Right on.
0: Okay. Uh, Marty, anything you want to add to this? Uh, the Pokemon bank? I probably won't download it. I, as a casual Pokemon player at best, um, I don't see myself using it. I've never finished a Pokemon game, so it's not like I have old ancient Pokemon buried somewhere that I want right. to drag over to Sun and Moon. So uh, I'll probably just play Sun and Moon and finish it eventually and move on. I w- I do want to finish Sun and Moon. That's actually yeah. the first one I've actually wanted to finish. But uh, life and uh, a link to the past, and Final Fantasy Ten or Final Fantasy Fifteen, and Fire Emblem are all in the way right, right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. right. And, and again, who knows? You know, when the next Pokemon comes out. Pokemon, I don't know. I was gonna make try make some witty, but I can't right now. The next Pokemon game. That may be the time that you actually want to pull the trigger on bank so you can move your current Pokemon over to that. Sure, yeah. Right. I mean well, so
0: I think I think it would make a lot more sense with Gen 8 or whatever this next one's yeah. gonna be. Well it also depends
2: on if they'll allow it at launch or not, unlike they did not allow it initially on seven. Yeah, that's a good point too. If they don't if they continue this pattern and not allow it until later, I'll probably buy it, be done with it before it impor, before I can import it, and then at this
1: point, why bother? right for sure for so sure. can i
0: for for somebody who grew up with with pokemon on the game boy with link cables okay can i not trade my pokemon from x and y to uh sun and moon without
2: not directly without the bank yeah not from game to game because uh, you can only do that within the same generation
0: oh okay so like you can could go, you, you were can, you were you ever able to do that or am I just mistaken
2: uh, across generations? Yes. Uh, I know. Well, I know Gen One and Gen Two did have a mechanism where you can send Pokemon from one to two, but it, you couldn't go back. Right. But, but I, 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 th-
0: I remember that,
2: and uh, I think Gen Four had something going on where if you had a Gen Three GBA cart, you put the GBA cart in your in the DS Lite. And it could read that some of that information, and Pokemon from the cart will appear in the games you can capture in a certain specific area. But I never had I never had a Gen three cart, so I never got played that aspect of the Gen four game. But that was a way to get older Pokemon up. But after that, I don't know if there's been ways uh, other than this bank.
0: Oh, okay. So basically, they took a function away and started charging money for it. That yeah. sounds about
1: right.
0: I mean, kind of like online.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you know what? Pokemon Bank's still around, and everybody seems to like it. So I bet that's going to happen with online too. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> so yeah. it's only been on. around
2: two years, so that's as long as what Gen Seven was. So yeah,
0: just throwing that out there though.
2: Or Gen Six sure. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So here again, we I don't know what what the future of Bank looks like.
1: Right. Okay. So let's let's uh, let's kind of transition on to even more Pokemon stuff. Like, man, this this Pokemon, the Pokemon stuff will not uh, will not end here, folks. Uh, so what we've got here, actually, uh, a couple days ago, Nintendo sent out a uh, PR release, and there was a ton of information in it. Actually, really, actually f- focusing on the Nintendo 3DS, and there's some things in here that I wanted to kind of just pull out, make sure people are were aware of. But one of the first thing is is that Nintendo is releasing a new three d s XL in Pikachu Yellow Edition, and this is scheduled to come out on february twenty fourth uh, for ex- expected retail price about two hundred usD. guys have you seen this thing yet I, I I saw it. it's actually pretty neat. it is it's pretty good like it's I mean, it's no you know galaxy one right oh, but no. it's pretty cool. <laughs> Nothing
0: can ever be a Galaxy 3DS.
1: No, it's uh, it looks, you know, if you're if you're kind of on the fence, maybe you think we getting get kids a uh, 3DS and they love uh, Pokemon, this might be one to look into. Quite cute design. Uh, I'm sure this will go off the shelves real fast. Real, real oh, fast.
0: Oh, yeah, this is going to be the, like it's going to be another Majora's Mask.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Edition. You're going to be able to get it for maybe a day or two,
1: and then it's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. Are they
0: taking pre-orders for it?
1: Probably not. Probably not, <laughs> no, because they hate you. They do not love you the same way you'd like to be loved.
0: Now, so here's here's what I find interesting about this. Though, okay, why is it a 3ds XL? Uh,
1: probably because they need because it uh, they need people the, to buy a 3ds XL. <laughs> probably, I was going to say something along the lines of like the amount of space to make the design look unique and fancy, and that's uh, true.
0: I mean, and it is a it's a nice design. And two hundred
1: is greater than one sixty. <laughs>
0: That's true sure have yeah have you guys seen the inside of it
1: no have you
0: uh, there is an image out there somewhere on the internet it is completely and totally yellow all the way around so really? even the bottom piece is yellow and it and it actually has the uh, you know the the same buttons that that uh, the, the the new 3ds has so the green blue yellow red are in there. Hmm. Okay. Which is interesting because I mean, when they announced the new 3ds, that's why I wanted this one in the first place because it was kind of, you know, Super Famicom.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love super but, uh, the Super
0: uh, Famicom. It, the it's I mean it's the same thing. I mean, it, it, there the I love how Nintendo could take these and um, you know put a new faceplate or not in this case not a faceplate put a new design on it and turn around and sell it and people flip out mm-hmm. and they go buy it. You know, mm-hmm. and and there's no packing game. I think it's a huge mistake not to have a packing game.
1: Yeah, we've I mean, always said. I think that's a huge loss for them to do that. Also,
2: don't remember it all, or don't forget it. Also, doesn't have a charger.
1: Mm-hmm. That
2: is
0: true. However, you could get. Uh, we have a store near us called Five Below, which is everything's five dollars or under, and that uh, you could get three DS chargers now. There, what? For like, like three bucks. Wow, son of a.
2: Yeah, last time I went to a GameStop, they didn't have any first-party chargers, but they did have third-party chargers that worked for like 10 bucks.
0: I will mm. say this. I will answer my own question. There are pre-orders going on for this right now at GameStop here in North America, but only in bundles.
1: Interesting.
0: And it is a bundle of the new Nintendo 3DS XL Pikachu Yellow Edition Pokemon Sun and a third-party 3DS charger. For really? two for two hundred and fifty two ninety nine USD.
1: So essentially, getting the charger for free. Well, uh, sorry. yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, really what, what's
0: interesting to me is that it's not a proprietary Nintendo charger.
1: Hmm. Surprised they're allowed to do that. I, I wonder
0: if they're even making them anymore.
1: Mm, I don't think Nintendo than is. Rough.
2: Which is why the third parties are out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My my son has been saying he's been wanting to get a uh, a a 3ds XL, but I'm reminding him if you know if he if he buys one he probably won't have the money to finish paying for his Switch that he pre ordered.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. (laughs) And this and this may be a little bit of a of a push for Nintendo to kind of still say like, hey, we still got the 3ds, we're still loving it, we got still more stuff uh, to do, so you know. Well, I think it is because
0: if you look at. What else was in this press release?
1: Yeah, let's break that down. Right? So the other thing we got in there was, was, uh, just mentioned uh, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World coming to Nintendo 3DS on February 3rd. Uh, Marty, when we talk about what you've been playing, I'd love to hear what your thought of this is. But they did call it that there is a free demo on the eShop to try as well, so Marty's going to talk about that. Um, So we're going to put a little button in that. They also talked about Tank Troopers being available. Uh, Tank Troopers being available on September. Sorry, my apologies, September. February, sixteenth. This is through the eShop as an eShop exclusive. You cannot purchase this physically. Um, and for those who don't remember, Tank Troopers is about uh, using basically you have thirty-six customizable tanks in this kind of tank warfare shooter. Um, and that they did the games can support up to six players against each other in teams or free for alls in local pa- um, in local matches as well. Um, there's some different maps and modes. This looked. Now, the first time we heard about this from Nintendo was back in September of 2016. It looked like a very interesting experience. Um, I think Zach was very excited for it. It almost kind of looked like a tank Splatoon. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think about tank troopers? We don't know much about it, but are you excited no, to try and get
0: your hands on it? We know that it doesn't have online multiplayer.
1: That's correct. It's, it does not line, have online Yeah, I'm looking yeah.
2: through this and reading the, the, this part of the press release, and it, it, it looks like it's local only. And. Yeah, you know, I don't even know six people who have 3 dxs much less six people who plan on buying this game.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, the unfortunate. Uh, that's the unfortunate part because this so feels, and we haven't played it yet, obviously, but this so feels like it should be online.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it would be excellent if it were online. I, I don't. Why? You know, there's so, there's sometimes where you just you're an Nintendo fan, and and they make a decision, and there's no reason. But you just say why? Why would you do this? Why would you release a game that is so obviously supposed to be an online shooter and it's not?
1: Yeah, and, yeah I don't but, think it's, I don't think it's a sometimes as a Nintendo fan. That's a pretty often as a Nintendo fan.
0: I think that to me it looks like a spiritual successor in a way to Advance Wars,
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: I'm interested in checking it out for that reason. But like Jesse said, I don't know who I'm going to play it with. I mean, I could, I guess, I could talk my son into download it on his 2DS and. Play it with him, but I, I know one other person in my like. No, I will take that back. One, two, three. I know three people in my circle of friends who have three right. DSs, and we're we see each other about once every other month.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, whereas,
1: how, it, whereas you know, if this was online, this would be so easy to be like, hey, let's set up a death match between the four of us.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which is going to be the beauty of the Switch, but mm-hmm. that's another issue altogether.
1: Another issue altogether. Absolutely, with the
0: with the external app,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Well, there's a rumor that I saw today because of some headsets up for sale on GameStop uh, that that may not be the case. That they may be highlighting the app, but and and pushing it to the forefront, kind of as a hey, you're getting ready to go out with the Switch, you can connect on the app. But they're saying that because these headsets, you know, the the earphones actually have microphones. And they're being developed for the switch by like PDP. That mm. they that points to the fact that there, there may be online chat with on, in the system itself.
1: Well, there's no reason like if you're at home, you couldn't use a what may you know if they're Wi-Fi connected right right on right, right the same network that it should work. Right. I really and think you, that
0: there's there's way, way more to this story than we yeah. know.
1: Which goes back to our earlier kind of pre-show conversation of why Nintendo does have to before the Switch relo- re- Switch actually releases come out and answer some of these questions, yes, uh, and not just bury it in a press release somewhere that we have to discover. Which I, I'm again, I'm hoping we're to see a an actual um, event or a direct two weeks before the Switch. I know.
0: I, I wake up every morning like and go troll and all the Nintendo sites like and and Reddit's hoping mm-hmm. there's been some news at night. Yeah. It's weird because you kind of like if you're doing that too, you kind of feel like a scavenger. You know, it's like, oh, there's this really obscure interview where Reggie says this, and and that means that this is going to happen. Who knows at this point?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, and and that's and that is you know, and that is part of our part of our job, right? So, all right now. Buried within this press release, um, after we got originally, was some new information that I didn't see coming, guys. And uh, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna lead with the first part and then kind of like hit you with a second punch. Mario Superstars is coming out on March 24th. We knew this is uh, uh, beforehand. We were aware of it. Offering five full featured games, and that's soccer, tennis, golf, baseball, and for the first time ever, horse racing. Because that seems to fit, um, <laughs> which was very cool. And that uh, you can actually be played locally and for online multiplayer modes. Very cool. Uh, but buried within that, right below it was, and new Super Mario, new Mario Sports Superstar amiibo cards. And uh, you can you can tap one of these new amiibo cards while playing the game, and players will get a variety of fun bonuses. Now that's ambiguous altogether about what fun bonus you get. Yeah. Um, but these but these ga- uh, these cards, a five pack of amiibo cards. ...can be purchased in a blind pack. Uh, suggested retail price of about four ninety nine USD. Again, that's starting on, on March 24th, uh, the exact same day the game releases. Also, for a limited time, you will get one amiibo card packed into Super Mario uh, Superstars game when you purchase it. Guys, what do you think of this information, this news regarding Super Mario... ...or, sorry, Mario Sports Superstars? Amiibo cards all of a sudden coming back? Um, I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Z- uh, Marty...
0: I think it's interesting that they are uh, branching out into other franchises with the Amiibo cards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that shows us that there is that Amiibo at least is going to stick around for a little bit. It may it may slow down in the figure form, yeah, because it has it has slowed down in, in figure form. But this gives them a way to to do it. I know there's has been some online. Um, Pushback because some of these cards, according to the Nintendo subreddit, actually use art that is over twelve years old.
1: Right. Yeah, I saw that too.
0: They're 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 using like there's a the Bowser card where he's kicking the uh, soccer ball into the goal. That's actually a twelve year old piece of art, which is like that blows my mind. It's not even just like a couple years old. It's twelve years old from Mario Mix Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. Which. I guess they thought people wouldn't know because only three people bought or were able to buy. <laughs> um, I, I never saw it in stores like, and I don't know that I would have bought it, but I wish I had, have, you know, because now it's worth tons of money, but uh, I don't know that this increased my desire
1: for this game. You know what this actually did more than anything else is it actually decreased my desire for this game um because then i yeah well because then i was like oh no don't don't because i sometimes feel like what i've seen nintendo do in the past is when the game is 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 perhaps not up to the standard they want it to be they decide to then throw amiibo at it and i think i see that more for kind of their their fringe fringe games than their actual big ones i think mario cards i think smash uh splatoon i think those are good examples but i think like um uh animal crossing um Amiibo Festival game as an example, right? They didn't have a solid game, so they throw an Amiibo at it. Um, right. Now, I will say, I, and, I, and I want to preface this, though, but when we did Mario Party Star Rush, I know Z- uh, Marty, you played it as well, I really didn't need the Amiibo. It was great to have it, but I didn't feel like it needed it. No, it, it didn't. Right. It, it did it kind not of felt feel like it, was, like it needed it. It just felt like it was added right, for, for the sake of being there. Um, so I, I just hope this isn't, isn't a ploy to to grab it. Now I was actually on their website looking at the lineup for, for these cards. And I don't know if this is a series, like I'm looking at the photos that they've provided on the, um, um, Nintendo Amiibo page for it. And it's like five, five cards. And it's like Mario playing baseball, soccer, there's some soccer, some tennis, some golf. Um, like if I, if I get five, do it like, is, is there like 50 I have to collect or can I just like... I don't know. Do you, like, I guess what I'm saying is, when we did Animal Crossing, we knew there was a series of like 300, right? Um, am I now going to get you know Princess Peach on horseback and and Lu- Luigi on horseback? Like, do I have to collect? I don't know. Like, not I like have to collect anything, right? It's not. I'm not I, I'm I think that, I head,
0: think but. each Animal Crossing. I may, I may be wrong here. I'm going to go look this up as I'm saying it, but each Animal Crossing, um, Amiibo card, um, series yeah checklist or 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 series it was only like fifty cards I think the yeah, new one is. i I, th-
2: I thought it was a hundred it was like yeah i thought it was a hundred e- each each way was a hundred but there was like three or four ways
0: oh okay well yeah, yeah yeah then so so that means they're up around four hundred four fifty mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> i imagine Here, it here's the thing: fifty I thought it'll be hundred because there's
0: the i i see the point of m- multiple animal crossing cards. Like, I get, I guess I see the point because you've got all these animals you can bring into your town, right? Yeah. Especially now with the, with the um, little camper, you know, mobile home type things, which mm-hmm. I think is super cool. I just can't see there being more than 75 to 100 of these. Yeah. I think they'll pick a few characters for each sport
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and go from there. I do like yeah. that they're blind packed. I mean, I'll probably be, pick up a couple of, Sets or a couple of packs, just to have it, you know. Say, oh, you know, I got it, a little novelty thing. But yep. uh, I, I'm not. I've not chased the uh, the the Animal Crossing cards, um, except for the the Welcome Amiibo ones. I would I would really like to have all of those. Hey, pe- that, people
2: in that, chat yep. saying that the latest batch from Welcome Amiibo was fifty, but uh, previous I mean. Animal crossing were in groups of 100.
0: 100 okay uh, so maybe maybe somewhere around 350 to 450
1: that's still a lot
0: that that's a lot yeah 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 considering this uh, I got a little binder for mine and I think it only holds hundred 125 yeah which is ruined I mean it was it wasn't very expensive on Amazon uh, but uh, I, I don't I don't know like these little guys mm-hmm. you know, these these little guys I'm not as I'm not as interested in them as I am the uh, the the these little guys right here
1: <laughs> yeah so, so you're, you're I, referring to the uh, actual animal cards the stock series versus now the mobile series
0: yeah i really like the mobile series like i like the mobile home series i don't know there's something about it I, it's
1: got a cooler look i think it's got a neat look to it uh, yeah
0: yeah it does i think that's it i mean you can see inside their little mobile home you see what their you know decor they're rocking and who they are and yeah i I don't see them doing more than well now that, now that this animal crossing, uh, the, the welcome amiibo one has been 50. I bet it may just be 50 for Mario.
1: Yeah. So more to come on that. We'll definitely keep an eye out for it. And I would love to know what a variety of fun bonuses will be added. So, uh, so guys keep tuned to our channel. Cause we will have an unboxing when, uh, uh, Mario Su- uh, Mario Sports Superstars arrives, and we're gonna have we will pick up a couple of the uh, Amiibo card packs and do some unboxings and see see uh, what's in there as well. Plus some uh, testing of what the actual bonuses are in the game. In the press release, a couple other things I just want to uh, roll out here, guys. They did mention that Poke- uh, Pikmin I cannot speak today. Pikmin is coming for the Nintendo 3DS. The game is not final. They did not give a release date for it, but did say that it should la- or will be launching exclusively on the Nintendo 3DS in 2017. And the last thing they ended up with is that more great games are getting some, some retail price drops. Uh, and these games that they called that were Kirby's Triple Deluxe, Mario & Luigi Dream Team, as well as Animal Crossing New Leaf, Luigi's Ma- uh, Mansion Dark Moon, and Yoshi's New Island will be available now at a suggested retail price of $19.99, uh, and that's USD as well. So Nintendo taking a couple more of their critically acclaimed games and uh, lowering the price, trying to make the 3DS still more accessible for people to jump into as well.
0: The only thing I could think about when I heard the those five titles is one of these things is not like the other.
1: Oh, which well, one is that? The uh... um, Yoshi's
0: New Island is. Mm. Uh, well, I it, would not put that in a classic. Well, I, I, I would I, I, not call that a classic.
2: I think the bottom three games were already. They were just saying that. Yes, they uh, they the, were. Yeah, the 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 Kirby game and the Dream Team game are the two new ones joining the ranks of classic.
1: Ah, there you go.
0: Triple Deluxe is good. It's just, it's no planet Robobot though.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. Robobot was excellent. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Robobot is fantastic. I love that game. It was a great game. Um, Now, Marty, you put in our show notes here, eShop games will be available on Switch day one. Do you want to break this down for me? What's going
0: on? Sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, the launch lineup of the Switch has grown this week uh, by four games, which was kind of unexpected. First off, Square Enix announced, I think, Monday that I Am Setsuna will be uh, day and date with the Switch, not only in Japan and Europe, but also in America, but that it will be digital only. So you'll be able to download, I mean, how else would you be able to download it, right? There's got to be an eShop on day one to get digital titles, which kind of gives me hope that maybe snipper clips will come out at launch too, but probably not. That would be too easy. Uh, also, uh, three old titles from the Wii Virtual Console, or the Wii uh, Wear Shop, and the Nintendo Wii U eShop were also announced. Um, Little Inferno, World of Goo, and um, Human Resource Machine were also announced as being day and date with the Switch when it comes out. So that's kind of Interesting. I think that it's very telling that there is going to be an eShop on day one. Now, whether that will be like a day zero update that you have to do when you get home and connect it to your Wi-Fi for the first time, like you did with the Wii, who knows? But I think that it lends to a different theory. And for those who were in our Patreon hangout earlier, they got to hear it. And so here it is. I think... Maybe not World of Goo, but like Jesse over here, he bought Human Resource Machine, right? He's one of the five people who bought it. <laughs> uh, well, I, no, he's, you enjoyed that, and that's, that's your cup of tea and, and more power to you. But, you know, the people who bought Human Resource Machine and Little Inferno, those are Wii U titles, right? Reggie is quoted as saying lately that uh, your titles are now tied to your Nintendo Network ID and not a system. What if you boot up your Switch on day one, you put in your Nintendo Network ID, and all of a sudden, bam! There's Little Inferno and Human Resource Machine. I actually think it's pretty likely.
2: If they enable a acro- cross-buy, uh, very
0: possible. I think it can. I think that we'll see some stuff move over, and I think that that's not the end of surprises that we're going to see. And I realize that I'm kind of blue sky dreaming and being a little hopeful, but. I really am hopeful that they're taking a different approach to their, to their sale online sales, this time around. And okay. and these titles, as someone else has pointed out, uh, I, I forget where I read this today, but they're very low impact, low cost to bring over to the switch. It's there's not a lot of gamble for these companies. And so if they're not, if there's not a lot of money behind it, maybe they are going to let that license transfer over from the Wii U and just hope to pick up some more sales on the Switch because they don't think anybody's really going to be buying it on the Wii U anymore.
2: I also heard these are likely going to be like because they uh, rely on touch interface so much that they pretty much cannot be played on dock. You have to play a mobile, Ah, which is fine because that's how the games are intended to have been played.
0: All right. So did you guys see the video this week of the touchscreen in action? No, I didn't. There is some footage floating around out there, and I can't remember what website it was at. Of course, I never can remember. Of the of a guy from Activision, or it, maybe it was a Nintendo guy, showing off the just the pad being used uh, to navigate the menu in Skylanders Imaginators.
1: Nice.
0: And it looked super responsive. That's awesome. Like it did not look like, you know, sometimes you would touch the Wii U and it might work. (laughs) Yeah. Or sometimes you touch your with 3ds and it might work if you, if you don't press hard enough. Um, This looked like multi-touch flipping through the menus and they're spinning and all kinds of other stuff like that. It looked really good and really natural. Nice. So, you know, we can't, you know, what can we expect out of that? If, if Jesse's right, I mean, am I going to be able to download world of goo day one and, you know, draw, you know, move those little goo balls around with my finger.
1: That'd be awesome. I
0: I, I, I just think that at this point, whatever they put out for day one is only a help to them. I think that'd be sure.
2: be funner to play it that way than it was on we you wear know, with the Absolutely. Remote, cause that was kind of a yeah. pain.
0: It was, yeah. and that was. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was a game that was transported over from PC.
1: I think so. Uh, I remember I, picking it up.
0: I don't remember where it
2: originated first, but it did end up on like an in the the, the Android and iOS app stores as well. So you know, it's got it. It's it's it definitely had a touch audience in addition to the WiiWare audience.
0: It was it was released on. Um, multiple platforms we windows osx linux ios android blackberry os and nintendo switch blackberry <laughs> os well wow. here here is here's something to to think about it. just a couple other points number one uh if this does work does it show that it's easy to port games over to the switch like everybody has been saying, like some of the, you know, we heard developer rumors. Oh, it's so easy to develop for. Is this proof of that? Maybe, maybe
2: if you have, you know, one, you know, one small studio pushing out three games at launch, we also don't know how long they've had the print, the dev kit. Right. So, so speaking about, about touch interface in, in the switch. And I, I thought about this last week, but I, like, I couldn't get a good time to squeeze it in, but I think this is a good time to squeeze it in. You know, the, the what are my two favorite genres of games to play in the 3ds? Oh, you're asking what? What are RPGs. they? Oh, RPGs. Yes, and puzzle games. Yes, and you know specifically Picross because I've played through nine different picross 11 different picross games over the years on my 3DS and DS with a stylus there is no stylus here with the switch and i don't think touch with my fingers would work as well as a stylus that needs more pinpoint accuracy so are those games going to not migrate well and at Ooh. all I don't know. I
0: hadn't thought of that.
2: It'll be sad not having Picross games anymore, if that's the case. Because I don't... Mm.
0: I don't know that you want to have Picross games. I just think that you'll play them with your finger instead of a, a stylus. Even though I think the illusion of chipping away, chiseling away at a at a brick with that stylus is pretty cool in those games. You know? It is. Uh, I But I think that... You, maybe you'll just have a different way of playing. It.
2: And, and while I have played uh, other Picross games on my iPad before, the interface was still pretty clunky, and w- I was not uh, as enjoyable as, say, the e-series games using a stylus, because that seems very natural to me. Right. And, and you know, I can solve a ten by ten puzzle in under a minute, in that, in under a minute most of the time. Just because like it, everything flows so fast. So, I don't know. It's still possible, but I, I don't think it'll flow as nice with with my finger versus, especially, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe they'll surprise us. But that was just something I thought of and was a little, a little bit worried about. We might lose some genres that are designed to be played with a stylus as opposed to fingers, and we won't have a stylus anymore.
0: Well, if this... Uh... One glimmer of hope for you here, Jesse, is if it is a capacitive touch touch screen, which I think it is, right?
2: Yeah, it'll, it'll be that, sim- uh, it'll be similar to like t- using an iPad Mini, you know,
0: right? Like, so you could use one of the many, many third party styluses out there
2: yeah still so they're just they're they're still only as accurate as a finger is
0: well I, and that's what i get like i was about to say yeah you like it's not so much about what you're holding it's about the mechanic of the game yeah and whether it gets in the way of the mechanic yeah i i get that i do think that uh though that the switch is going to be a great system for puzzle games and rpgs because those are two types of games i like to play on the go and, uh, you know, there's already, what, several RPGs announced, and then there's, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, Puyo Puyo Tetris, which yeah. actually looks like something I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm still on the up in the air about that one.
2: But but yeah, like Square has a crap ton of RPGs sitting out there on iOS that are garbage because they're not meant to be played with touch but right. they would work perfectly well on the switch because they could still have touch if they want. Plus we have controllers.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there'll be multiple
1: ways to play. Like there are a lot of these games.
0: That would
2: be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right on folks. Well, that's fantastic. Let's, uh, let's move on to now what we've been playing, shall we? All right, Jesse. Let's start with you, sir. You have recently received a new game that you have uh, sunk several hours into, which no one will be shocked about. Uh, but Jesse, why don't you talk to us about what you've been playing?
2: Yeah, several tens of hours
1: already.
2: There you uh, go. Yeah. So, yeah, the Dragon Quest Eight. I don't remember the subtitle off the top of my head. Uh, you know, launched on Friday, and you know I, you know, I sunk a ton of hours over the weekend already. And you know my, my daughter had surgery this morning so I just had I, ha- I played probably about three hours just at the hospital this morning <laughs> anyway um, I'm like 30 hours in and it' it's you know the exact same game as was it was on the ps2 you know few minor graphical differences uh, that you really don't get in the, in the way so I, I I remember hearing when the game launched in Japan that some of the emulation was kind of clunky and slow. But I think this was all before the new 3DSs came out, so I really haven't noticed any significant slowdown that w- that was bothersome. Played on a new 3DS, other than like loading times of starting a ran- you know starting an encounter, like the screen will go black for maybe two th- two seconds. Th- Two or three seconds, and then load, load, load the battle. Where, but that's pretty much like the longest wait I've, I've noticed. But you know, other than that, everything seems to be running well for me, and not. And the only thing I can think of about those people who were complaining is, maybe, they might have been playing them on the older VRT models, the three DS.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think Nintendo needs to be a little bit more clear about their communication. Uh, that, despite whether they advertise it on the box or not, they really are phasing out the old 3DS XL, and and really the old 3DS, uh, because you you've got a number of games that have come out that just don't perform well on it. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, of course, Xenoblade Chronicles you can't play at all. This, uh, I think, so I I heard somebody say Dragon Quest Seven also had some problems on the on the old 3DS
2: i now uh, the, the graphics were weren't as involved as they are in h they they looked more like like the 4 5 and 6 and 9 style graphics so sure. i don't so i don't i don't think the processor got as taxed as it would with with this which is pretty closely emulating ps2 era graphics but um I'm having fun with it. Um, I'm stuck at the same place I remember getting stuck back when I played it on the PS2. Uh, I think I'm about a third of the way through the game already. If, just just going by hour count, because I remember playing. I just barely got over 100 hours when I played it the first time, and now I'm about hour 30.
0: Well, let me ask you this, as, as somebody who probably won't play these games. <laughs> uh are, well, I'm and I'm just saying because I'm I'm interested in it like I love the art style that's drawing me in. Um is it two questions. Number 1, is it easier than Dragon Quest 7? Because I know that you know there was there was some significant talk in our Patreon line chat about grinding at the end to even be able to beat the final boss. Uh and the second question is as a semi-casual RPG player, would I like this?
2: Okay, um, I think, if I remember right, it does still get difficult at the end, and you might have to grind, but at least up to this point, you know, you know, I haven't needed to grind at all in the first 25 hours, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if you've played previous Dragon Quest games, but usually they have the ability to, where you can set a tactic for your, the rest of your party, you can, say, focus on healing, uh, Go all out, just go nuts, or uh, do right. intelligent. You know, kind of like I forgot what they call it, but uh, basically is you know, you know it'll be, it'll do buffs and debuffs more involved versus just straight out attacking. So the adds a little more strategy, which it, it will try to re, you know res characters that are dead if they have that spell and whatnot. But you know, normally Or you can just say, follow my orders, which then you have to manually pick the battle or or the item or whatever, every round. Which, you know, that would be like classic Dragon Quest 1 type of stuff. But, you know, like in 7, you can do that for all your characters, but you always had to pick your own tactic for yourself. But in in 8, you can even have the main character say, fight wisely. So, which... Does automate some of the battles, which I think, which makes the game run go. I think it brings makes the game smoother, because it will make intelligent moves for you, for with like buffs and debuffs, and then, you know, in the, the lot of, for a lot of people, the turn based battles are not what they like, but they're more interested in the story. So if you play it this way, it kind of makes the battles. You know the battles still require tactics, and sometimes you sometimes you want to tell it, you know, I want I want to control when it heals as opposed to let it, let it randomized. Right. But, but I, I've pretty much played the entire game so far on fight wisely, and haven't had any problem up until now uh, at this current boss, which I may have to. I, I with now I think I got to, may have to grind, I may have to do, uh, uh, you know be more strategic with and manually pick my moves. There's also no jobs system like seven had and and nine had. And so a lot of the problems with the final boss in seven is if you have just the wrong set of jobs, you could you're up for a disaster. So just having the right jobs, which gives you the
0: right, a different set of abilities can turn the tide. I'm uh, and and the, see, to me, that is good because I'm not a fan of job systems. Yeah. Yeah. In our, it's, to me it's, it's too many choices. Yeah.
2: and in general neither am I, but I, I was fine with how seven and nine handled it because you know if you norm, like if you leveled like a, one character up as a warrior, you know that you're, they're able to keep you know keep things they learned even though they're now a mage. so they can still use sword techniques as a mage and normal versus completely forgetting everything. Okay, but what 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 it does that's similar, kind of, kind of similar to a job system, when you level up, you can get skill points that you're able to to assign in one of six slots, yeah. which go from one to a hundred, and as you lo- go up to a hundred, closer to a hundred, you'll level them up from one to ten, very similar to how the jobs leveled up from one to eight or one to ten. So as you s- level those up, you gain... Bonuses if you're using certain weapon types, whatnot. Ah, okay. So, like, if you say, if you're upgrading your swords, there might be, oh, your next level up, you're automatically attack plus five. And you go another three or four levels, your attack is up plus 15, as long as you're using a sword. If you switch to a pole arm, then you lose that bonus. But pole arms will have its own bonus tree.
0: Okay. So, you can, every level, you
2: can pick and choose where the skill points go.
0: Is a is a casual RPG fan, gonna semi-casual, casual? Are they gonna are they gonna like this game, or is it gonna be, like, is it gonna get to a point where it's like, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore? Well, I th- and I know that's a hard question because you're not a casual RPG fan. I know. Um, I think in general,
2: I think Dragon Quest in general will is casual friendly up to a point. Yeah, and then they get really na- they normally get n- nasty but midway through. But by you know, by then you're you're already fifty or sixty hours into the game, and many people will be satisfied. And might we, as well finish it if you're and, there. Or the, you know, like like I said with Persona Q, I played that for sixty hours and only got like two thirds through. You know, I I didn't feel the need that I'd had to finish it, but I also felt that I got my money's worth, and I'm satisfied with the purchase, and don't feel like I got gypped just because I stopped here cool so it, cool. It, it all depends on how you think but uh so if, if if pretty much if you enjoyed the turn-based rpgs i'd say give this give it a try even if it's like if you like personas games you know the more the more modern take on them it it still give it a try
1: nice awesome good to hear i'm glad you're i'm glad you're enjoying it so uh that's fantastic marty how about yourself sir what have you been playing
0: Oh, well, uh, I finished up Link to the Past for our Retro Rewind uh, show this month. Thoroughly enjoyed myself, uh, 100% of the game for the first time ever, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I've also been playing Final Fantasy XV, getting in a few hours of it here and there, and I've gotten hooked back on Overwatch (laughs) Because the year of the rooster update came out today, which is celebrating the Chinese New Year and has all kinds of new costumes and uh, new game mode and different things like that. So, uh, but the biggest thing I've been playing, Nintendo related, is uh, I've been playing the Yoshi's Woolly World demo. Uh, which I am super, super excited for because it was one of my favorite games on Wii U. I actually just went and traded it in uh, to take some money off my Switch
1: Mm. because
0: I figured I'm probably going to be getting this on the 3DS anyway, and it's going to have the extra content, so why leave it sitting around my house? And so uh, you can go download the the demo right now on the 3DS eShop. It gives you two levels to play, which, for some reason, they don't give you a, a, a stage to play as Poochie. I, I don't understand that. Like, you're selling this game to uh, people who may have already bought it. Uh, you know, why not give away a glimpse of that new content unless there's not much new content? Right. However, I was really surprised about how well this translated over to the 3DS. I mean, it's not HD quality textures and... Everything like that, but, uh, you know, besides the fact that the stages are a little more zoomed in on Yoshi, yeah. uh, there's not much difference, and th- you can choose in the demo to play the regular way, or you could choose to play Mellow Mode, where you do get the Poochie Pups, so I guess that is a little bit of the the new features, but I was really surprised how much fun I had in Mellow Mode, because it, it it's very much Mellow mode. <laughs> It's <Okay>. very mellow. <laughs> Uh, you get three Poochie pups, and they are your like infinite yarn ball supply. Uh, okay. You don't you don't even get yarn balls when um, you 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 hit the little boxes. You know. Okay. So like you can totally take the Poochie pup and fling him off into oblivion, and he comes right back. And what they do through the stages is they follow you around and they're cute and they're adorable, but they also go and jump on different like places in the stage to alert you that there's a secret spot there.
1: Oh, okay. Kind of like,
0: they don't pull it and they don't, you know, they don't find it for you, but it's there. Uh, and you know that they're there, but if you pass it by, they hop off and they come following you again. Uh, So it's, it's not, it's like, it's, you could choose to, to get them again or not. And they will even, you know, attack enemies for you. Like there were parts where there's like a little shy guy in front of me. And one of them took off running and jumped on him and killed him. So totally adorable. I think kids are going to love it. I think families uh, can pick it up and have a big win with it, Uh, especially like with some of the new features. It's got like the you can create your own Yoshi pattern.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that,
0: you know, and and actually street pass with it and send it to other people. And they what's really cool is like you play a um, you play a level of it. And then it shows you a short little video, and it's like, here's all the things coming up. And I hadn't really noticed Nintendo do that before in their demos. It's kind of like, here's some features of Yoshi's Oil World, and it tells you when it's out. The bad side of this is if you really like it and you want to show it to your kids, and you're waiting right now for the game to come out, you can only play it 15 times before the demo's dead.
1: Now, now for someone who has already played it before, and I know that you've only played the demo, right? Uh, would you recommend this game or what are your thoughts? Like I, I've already played it before on my, my, uh, Wii U. Should I be looking to pick this up potentially?
0: How much do you like Yoshi's Woolly World?
1: I thought it was cute and adorable. My kids loved it. My kids loved it. But but here's the thing. I love playing it together with my kids.
0: Ah, okay. So see, there's the rub. I don't, I don't necessarily know if, um, you're going to be able to do that with this game. And I'm I'm going to go look that up right now. Okay, but I, I think that if you're a big fan of Yoshi, or that you are a big fan of just the wool and yarn games in general, I think it's worth a pickup again. Um, I think that you can you can get more life out of it as you know as far as it's concerned. Um, I'm sorry if I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to look at the. The website here that's um, all
2: right
0: that's all right i am not seeing a two-player mode so that might be a deal breaker for some people you know sure. uh there is amiibo capability so like the same amiibo functionality in the main game mm-hmm. uh on where you where you can bring in yoshi costumes and things like that you can still do that what's you know what's funny about that to me justin and jesse mm-hmm. is that How come Yoshi's Woolly World and Poochie's Woolly World or whatever have um, Amiibo functionality, but Super Mario Maker can't? Because it's just skins, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. It's just skins. I mean, let's be really honest. It's it's not much different. So, like, I'm kind of thinking, why can't Mario Maker have the Amiibo functionality?
2: I can't think of a reason why it couldn't, because you know, me, I don't know if there's memory limitations of being able to maintain two, you know, 150 Amiibos at once, or not, not, I don't know. Right. I don't know how much of this memory, of that, you know, definitely, you know, storage obviously isn't really an issue. You can store as much as you want, but we're like, like in Active runtime memory
0: hmm. might be I, an issue. I'm going to cautiously say that Maybe. this is not two-player.
1: I would suspect it's not going to be either.
0: Because um, I've looked at the website and I've also gone to Amazon and nothing is popping up for two player. There's there's yeah. plenty of info on the features about the Poochie P- Pups and the amiibo and different things like that, but not so so here's the deal. Do I think I think this will be a great pickup for kids. I think it'll be a I think it's a great pickup if you enjoyed the game. I'm gonna be buying it again. Obviously I already said that. In fact I have the uh, yarn Poochie amiibo bundle pre ordered and it's gonna be delivered to my house uh, on release day from Amazon.
1: All right. So look for some unboxing.
0: Right. Yeah, so we'll do an unboxing on that. Um, I, I'm i a sucker for Yoshi, and I'm a sucker for Mario games, so I'm going to buy this again.
2: Nice.
0: But like your casual fan, do I think that you need to buy it again? I You could probably be content with the Wii U version. Having said that, I don't know about all the extra content. You know, like does it really add a ton to the game? Who knows? Maybe – in fact – after I unbox it and after I play it, I'll do a, I'll do a quick review here on the, uh, the show after that, and we'll talk about um, whether it adds a lot to
1: it or not. Okay. I like it. I like it. Very cool. So overall, though, you'd recommend people go g- uh, give the demo a bit, of a, a bit of a go, eh?
0: Yeah, definitely get the demo. I mean, what, what do you got to lose? Yeah. You know, try it. If you don't like it, then don't, you don't have to get it. Um, I, I would also say that the main audience for this is probably people who missed it on the Wii U. Like our good friend Phoenix over at uh, the Patreon line chat, who doesn't have a Wii U but has a 3DS, dude, pick this thing up, man. It is a Justin has already told you he had fantastic fun with his kids playing oh, it. Okay. Uh, I love it. It's so it's a, such a like. There's a lot of love in this game. Like mm-hmm, you can tell, mm-hmm. they put a lot of love into it. It's very well crafted and, and done, and it's just it's adorable. I mean, it's, absolutely, it's so good, and you're missing out if you don't go. If you if you don't get one,
1: nice. Very cool, very cool. Uh, for myself, I'm not going to really spoil it. I've just been playing some Link uh, to the Past, which we're going to talk about next week for the um, Retro Rewind. So I'm not going to jump into that and uh, talk about it here. But what we are going to do is jump into our mail, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. All right, folks. So we do have our mail bags. So we have a couple of questions that came in. Just two that we're going to chat about. Uh, let me pull this one up. Uh, Jesse, can you read our first question there from uh, Michael? Um,
2: let see here. Is that? Okay, there it is. Hey, dads. Michael again for another question. You can leave this email for another episode since I had two questions in the last email. Um, listening to your Game of the Year episode right now, you were talking about Pokemon Sun and Moon reinvented the franchise so much. What needs to happen in the next generation to not start f- falling into a whole new pattern do you immediately want eight gyms evil team remaking the the universe in elite four or would you be fine with some other remote region without a pokemon
1: league with trials and grand trials mm. so pokemon's uh kind of reinvention and how it's been uh used in pokemon sun and moon marty i start with you here do you want to see Pokemon change again or do you want to see some similarities for a bit? I would be okay if it stayed a little
0: bit like it is now because i that's one of the things that drew me into sun and moon. Uh, the, I think the old formula, even that we saw in X and Y was very tired, you know, uh, go around, get the badges, go beat the elite four. Da, da, da. I mean, it was the same thing every game. Uh, even if the, the locale changed, but I think that we're getting to a point, and possibly even with moving on to the switch with Pokemon, that it wouldn't be a bad idea at all if there was a lot more story to Pokemon, mm-hmm. other than Kid on a quest sets out to be the very best. Mm-hmm. You know, Sun and Moon had hints of that, or or has hints of that. I think you know, there's a there's an underarching story there at least. Uh, but with the graphical upgrades and you know, adding lots of different terrain and and you know, different the exploration really got a big boost. So, uh, you know, if they're only going to, if they're going to continue to innovate, yes, please do. But don't go back to the eight gems and the Elite Four. Okay.
2: I wouldn't mind, you know, eight gems, Elite Four, again, you know, again, I think story, I think it needs to be the most important part. It needs to be a a new, like a a new story twist. And what I would like for it to be similar to Gen 2 in that you you can do the storyline would arc multiple regions, and, and I, I want the story to actually use this white in a intelligent way, not just your know, Gen Two is all right. Here's the story of through to where you where you became a champion, and that pretty much ended the story, and then it let you go back to Hoenn and or no Hoen. What was what was the Gen One's region? I don't remember anymore. I should. It
0: was the Kanto region, right? Kanto, Kanto yeah. Kanto, yeah. Kanto, Yeah.
2: So, so everything in Kanto was really outside the story. That was pretty much like glorified post-game content, even though it wasn't post-game content. But there was no story in that back half of what, what I remember. So I, I want to see like some... Like... Uh, did you finish on the Moon? Or how far have you gotten?
0: I, I've... Uh, off the first island.
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> I... I don't want to spoil anything, but basically, events happen near the end of the game, and then you were just told, oh, these characters go off to Kanto. You never see them again. I want to know what happens over there. You know, the the story can be expanded so much more, and it just kind of drops them. So I want to see a, good, a well-written story that, <clears throat> that actually accompanies multiple regions intelligently.
0: Hmm. Maybe weave some of those familiar locales back together. Hmm.
1: Cool. I could see that. Uh, I, w-
0: I would be on board with that.
1: Yeah. For myself, I don't really know if I want much change. I think the one thing I want them to foundationally keep is the simplicity in their UI. So their UI and uh, how you control, I thought, was really easily approachable. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that's probably not a re-answer you're looking for, Michael, but that's what I was thinking.
0: No, I, th- I think that's that's got to stay too. Mm-hmm. sun and moon really simplified the way that you play yeah and I, I like going into x and y i felt like i needed to be a pokemon expert
1: mm-hmm. go,
0: coming into sun and moon i felt like i was i was getting to to try it for the first time right so that it was yeah, yeah. and and i will say the the uh map with at least a pointer to where you need to go next was so helpful
1: yeah yeah i agree because like for, for a new pokemon player myself that that was such a benefit
0: like i like i would play x and y and i'm like okay i have two ways to go here which way do i need to go you know and and so that was a big relief for for me absolutely yeah
2: i I liked that as well i like being pointed i like being told where i need to go as long as they don't force me there
1: right
2: give me the options to do whatever i want let me do side quests. Let me just wander around and grind. Don't force me into the story if I don't if I'm not ready to yet. But still, give me the nudges into the right direction if I for the times that I need it. I like
1: it. Cool. All right, our last email comes in and says, uh, and this one is this email is from uh, Reagan. Hey, Nintendo dads. Admittedly, I was somewhat underwhelmed by the Switch presentation. So much so that I pre-ordered Zelda for the Wii U, much to Zach's chagrin. I also made a list of all the games I still needed to play on my existing systems in order to convince myself that I wouldn't need a Switch for at least a year or two. But in hindsight, if I'm being honest with myself, I know that I'll buy the Switch. Not at launch, but probably at the end of the year when the new Mario is available to play. So I cancelled my Zelda Wii U pre-order. Zach can now sigh a breath of relief. But what changed my mind? Simply the portable potential of the Switch. Growing up, I would I, um, I would have considered myself exclusively a console gamer. Handhelds and their games always seemed inferior to their home console versions or console cousins. I didn't purchase a 3DS until 2013, but it was that console that converted me to handhelds. On my 3DS, I can regularly return to my SNES favorites like *Link to the Past* and *Super Metroid*, but also play the definitive versions of *Ocarina* and *Majora's Mask*. And I, and don't get me started on *Link Between Worlds*. The Switch will simply be a step up in what can be a what can, what can be easily uh, portable. Sorry, enjoyed portably. Also, as a father of five and a pres, uh, presumptive adult, a, held, uh, a handheld is better suited for my lifestyle. I simply don't have the time to sit in front of the television to finish a game. Poor Twilight Princess has been ta- uh, has been tough to get through and poor Skyward Sword has been la- uh, languishing since I bought it. Is po- is the portability of the Switch the primary appeal to you as well? Have you have any of you ever also changed sides from being console to handheld or vice versa? Love the show and keep mm. up the work and that was from Reagan. So, guys, what are your thoughts on how you're approaching? I know that, uh, Jesse, you've actually openly said on the this, on this show, your your approach is it's a handheld, which conveniently enough can also be a home console, but Nintendo is actually selling that the opposite way. Right. It's, a, it's a, you know. Um, Marty, as you're looking at your life, how does this fit in?
0: Oh, man, I hear so many echoes of my own life in Reagan, uh, especially about the, uh, as a dad, you know, I don't have a lot of time to sit down and, and play a, a game on my TV. Uh, I said earlier, I think maybe in this show or the, or the, uh, the Patreon hangout, there's been at least five or six times in the last week to a week and a half where I've said, God, I wish I had a switch already, you know, because we have all of our systems connected to the main TV in our, in our home. And if somebody wants to watch TV, well, or, you know, their kids wants to watch a movie, no more Twilight princess for me. You know, or no more whatever for me. I mean, I can play it on the Wii U gamepad, sure, but I like to see it on the TV. I like it to be big. I like it to be blown up and, and look good. So, like, I'm already imagining, you know, being able to just pull the Switch up and play Breath of the Wild if I want to. So... To that end, I have become more of a 3DS gamer in the past couple of years than even with my Wii U. I I mean, I like to play the Wii U. I'm not abandoning it at all. In fact, I need to finish Paper Mario Color Splash on the Wii U. But um, I think for me, like my 3DS, like the portability of it, the the fact that I can go and take it and get in a a quick five or ten minutes here when I'm sitting waiting or, um, you know, I'm – Uh, Somebody calls me and I need to be there. I can also play while I'm, you know, on the phone or, or whatever that that's been a huge thing for me. And so I think it's a big win. And, um, to be honest with you, that's why I have spent more money on 3ds games in the last couple of years than I have on Wii U games.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, for myself, I, I think traditionally I was probably more of a home console. Uh, occasionally, I have times where I would have both um, home console and um, handheld. I think of the um, Nintendo and the original Game Boy, but then I just kind of transitioned over to being a home console person. I didn't go back to handheld gaming until the D, the DS, the OG DS, back in like the 2006 or whatever, and that kind of got me back into it. Uh, and actually, even for you know for those of fans who've been listening since the very beginning of Nintendo Dads, um, when we started the podcast, I didn't even have a 3DS. Um, and basically purchased a 3ds for the show i
2: forgot about that
1: to be able to make sure that we're reviewing games together properly um but i will say the system that i probably play the most is my 3ds and for me the reason for that is a person who travels a lot it's the portableness of that right it's in the it's in my cargo pants or it's in my to-go bag or whatever and it's really easily accessible for me to grab whatever i want to go um which is great you know i was I was playing uh, Link to the Past this week while I was in Kansas City, just kind of, um, you know, going to bed late. I was like, oh, I'll just play, play this for like an hour and a half. And it was great. So I love the portableness of it. I actually probably love my 3DS more than I do my Wii U. When I look at the Switch, though, for me, and interestingly enough, it wasn't until my wife had kind of really brought it up to me and she'd said, well, you know, it's cool that I can be portable and go on the go, but I mean, it's, it's basically just going to always be docked at home. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa excuse me i was like no 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 I, I i travel i'm gonna take my uh my switch with me and, she, and her commentary was like yeah but the once you do that the kids can't play any games and i was like oh snap you're you're right i was like yeah the moment i do that the kids can't play a console at home i was like that's a really good point so for me i mean it'll probably be i might be able to take it out on the go right like if maybe you know, I'm going to head over to meet Zach. I might bring it with me and we'll play some games together. But, I mean, it's not going to be like I'm going on a trip to, to work for a week and I'm going to take the Switch with me because that takes away the kids the kids thing, right? And so, you know, or we may just still continue to have dual consoles for a while. And, well, we probably will, but um, I'm, you know, going to maybe really push. That's the,
0: exactly why I'm keeping the, the Nintendo Wii U.
1: Yeah, well, in in the when I, even when I'm looking at it right now, like I'm I'm starting off my purchase with Breath of the Wild. The girls are not gonna want to play that together. They'll sit right. to watch me, but but they'd much rather play Mario Kart or um, uh, something else on the Wii U. So having both those hooked up for now will kind of divert that. But uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm excited just to kind of be able to, you know, when I'm going to bed, uh, you know, pick it up and I take it to the bed or whatever, I can finish a game there and then and then be off. Whereas the the Wii U gamepad had that that kind of offering but it never worked right like i don't know about you guys but i couldn't get more than like 30 feet away from my system it was like not connecting so the idea was there but i would have rather to see it uh, executed properly too so
2: if we try to bring the gamepad upstairs there's maybe a 10 square foot area that that the system works on Mm because because the unit's downstairs yeah and my son has found that spot and will sometimes you know bring bring the game pad and a Wii remote and a classic controller and play his games that way while I'm yeah. down here. But <laughs> but he hasn't done that in a while.
1: Right on. Yeah. So yeah, great question uh, Reagan. So hopefully uh yeah, hopefully that helps you out. And, and yeah, as a person who's who's a parent of five, I'm sure you definitely need that uh that free time to <laughs> wait to squeeze in game playing when you can for sure. All right, uh, so that's it for our uh, for our information in our mail. Um, so I guess we're just going to kind of round out the episode here, guys. Quick reminder, it's Retro Rewind. You should be playing A Link to the Past. We're going to start talking about it next week for our episode. We're going to tell you later next week what our new February um, game is. Um, and also, guys, hey, big thanks to our amazing Patreon supporters. We have had so many Patreon supporters joining us. And, guys, we are humbled by just... Just, just the love that our that our Patreon supporters provide us and allow us to do what we do, create more amazing content every single week. Um, so, so thank you so much. Big shout of course goes out to Tim Sheldon and Dave for being our exclusive executive Patreon producers. Uh, you guys are amazing. You're you're the trio of of uh, I don't know good goodness. I guess so we're gonna look for. I'm really struggling right now with that one. Uh, But guys, thank you so much. And if you want to help us out and be uh, like Tim, Sheldon, or Dave, or any of our amazing Patreon subscribers, head over to patreon.com slash NintendoDads. It's for as little as a dollar a month. All the support helps. uh, Just like one of our new supporters, Mr. Sean Gapri. Um, All right, I'm going to kind of round it out here, guys. Um, If you want to... You can follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and that's at at NintendoDads. You can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com. Twitch, that's a thing. We're sometimes on that. However, twitch.tv slash NintendoDads. YouTube, uh, we're on there as well. So check out our channel. Subscribe to the unboxings uh, and this show as well. The unboxings, just like Marty did for 1upbox.com. And if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, head over to 929-25NDADS or 929... 256-3237. 256-3237. You want some sweet Nintendo Dads merch? Head over to tiny.cc slash Nintendo store. Big thanks to OC Remix for all the music that you've been hearing throughout the show as well. And by the way, if you want to download this on YouTube, or sorry, not download, download this on YouTube, download this for a podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Uh, and You can also check us out on VG Tribune. For myself, for Jesse... For Marty and for an absent Zach. Thanks very much for guys for tuning in uh, and be good. Bye bye. I don't have the bumper, but like.
0: Thanks for listening to Nintendo Dads. Me 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 me. Thank you for listening to
1: Nintendo Dads. 18 plus.